All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. Glad to be back. Cole, it feels like I'm awakening from hibernation. I don't spring it's, split. Wake up, Papa Bear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 100. What is it? 153 days. How many times did I say that? I should know this. 153 days since the last game of the LCS. When they say that, I'm like, like one year they're gonna say it's been 1600 days since the last <laughs> LCS game. Like, what? How is that even pop? But yeah, it feels feels like it's been a long time, Cole. Yeah, it's good to be shouldn't back. have left you without a dope pod to <laughs> rest to. Right. Um, <clears throat> we are finally back. We did our power rankings, power rankings last week. That was really fun. But we, what we didn't do during that stream is take anything seriously for a minute. So here we're going to make up for that and we're going to do some 100 talking. It's been a predictable start. Yeah. Uh, are you surprised by anything? I don't. I'm I mean, kind of like I have, I have my surprises here and there. I will save them for the pod, but it's not going to be cool. This is not going to be just like a straightforward. Wonder what the dads will say. Oh wait, I already know. It's not going to be that. I got some surprises. Got some twists and turns. Yeah, I've maybe been, some. Been, maybe some denouement at some point. Denouement. In the <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, I watched this movie, The Menu. The other day, don't know it. P- pretty popular film. You might not have heard of it. They use this word. It's like, uh, and I know this is not from the movie. The, it's this fancy. You said uh, Danimal. It reminded me of amuse bouche, which is like you, you heard that phrase. <laughs> yes. Okay. I just love that word. I just love that phrase. You said Danimal. It reminded me of it. We're speaking <laughs> French now. Amuse bouche. Well, amuse bouche. This is going to be an amuse bouche for the season. Yeah. Um, Elgato product manual lore reading redemptions are Sam- sandwich redeemed one million channel points. So Jordan is going to do this whole episode in French. <laughs> Put it on the menu. Cole. Uh, Somebody will do it. <laughs> <laughs> Et voila. Uh, what have saying? I been cooking? BCS. Oh, have I been cooking? Stop Cole? it. Stop it. Stop welcome it. back to the LCS. <clears throat> this is welcome to Hunter Talk. We're going to be cooking. Uh, we'll, we'll workshop that soon. Oh but I think gosh. directionally it's correct. You got any others for us early on? They, they got an entire year's worth of use out of one phrase in one weekend. Mm-mm. They got to look. They got to have a. I hope that they called an emergency meeting after that. I hope they, they stayed after. Like, look, guys, that was pretty cool. It sounded pretty good. It was nice. <laughs> you killed it. It's dead now. You you may not say that. There will be disciplinary action taken for anybody else who uses that phrase. It's done. You've you had a good thing and you've ruined it. It's if honestly, it's it's gone. They have to stop saying it now. I think it was during our game. They had their aside about like, what do you like to cook? Are you much of a cook? <laughs> Like, I was like, come on. We, we're, we're already in derivative territory. It's been 45 minutes. 
Latigris had that like who knew olives were going to be the best ingredient in this cooking stream? I was like, oh, my oh. God. we definitely we got through it all in the whole they jumped the shark a it, whole it year worth of cooking. Fewer than one broadcast, <laughs> over under one broadcast before they completely murder a phrase which otherwise I think had potential. You sprinkle it in. We'll continue the cooking analogy. You just sprinkle it in. Oh, you give a little to stop a mousse bouche coal. <laughs> You just, you just, <laughs> you just give a tease, and you bring it back next week. We have been doing the podcast for like six minutes now, and this we haven't even started yet. I can't help myself. I'm sorry, but we can put that one to bed. If anybody has been watching us for more than a season, they know that this is one of the most important meta topics <laughs> in Hundred Talk history. It's the it's cold. It's playing with their food. It's on a, a a knife's edge, or they say razor's edge. Every season they get these. You know, we found it early. The meta has been set. I think they got to nuke it, just like Cassante. Get him out of the game. What are they doing? <laughs> Come on now. <clears throat> well, I must have been resting on the arrow key because you've slowly drifted to one side on the screen, <laughs> and it was uncontrollable. So. Sorry, let me adjust that quick. Now, yeah. everybody, welcome to 100 Talk. Hmm. Okay. Should we say who we are, what we do, what, what this is, what we are about, who we're powered by? Sure. You're really good at those things, so I'll let you do it. All right, Cole. This is it. This is the definitive 100 Thieves LCS podcast. We, we do other stuff. We dabble, Cole, you and I. We've been known to do a cod pod here and there. A fast pe- pat. Fast- <laughs> I can't even say the name of that show anymore. That's how long it's been. A fast peak last week, now and again. If you're talking about Valorant, this is home. This feels like home, right? It does feel like home. LCS. Uh, it's honestly fast pot last one. Fast pot last one. That's about what I said. Uh, that was the OG. anyhow. Cole and I, <clears throat> we've been watching and talking about Hundred Thieves LCS since 2018, established, and. Uh, you can't really say that out loud, can you? You have to write that EST. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not good at League of Legends. We're not even really good at talking about League of Legends, but here we are still going strong. I thought for a moment there we might outlast the LCS, Cole. We would have thunk it. Uh, but we're back. LCS is back. I hope that we have a chance to talk about how dead the LCS is because, uh, spoiler alert, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit optimistic I don't know about you, but mm. well, I know it's not popular to say. Since we don't talk general topics, we'll never talk about it. Oh, dang it. Mm. But we've got to talk about it in in terms of the 100 Thieves and the implications there. So anyway, don't come to us for your in-depth analysis and meta breakdowns, build guides for Cassante, because you don't have to look up a single guide for that (laughs) boneheaded champion. Just play it. Uh, Just play it. Just buy recommended full tank doesn't matter um anyway that's what we do and it's monday here's a crazy thing we got games like imminently cole the next week is nearly upon us we have three games this week does yeah, anybody know how that week. works super would, week. would you start at 8 15 a.m on tuesday and then play them <laughs> on, like what's the I don't know how this works they do a lock-in at the studio and they just pull <laughs> <laughs> 
They have last few chaperones. team standing. Yeah. <laughs> no one can go in the library. It's closed. They got permission slips for Busio and Tenacity to be That's there. That's right. They needed them. Get the parental okay. release form. Oh, anyway, we are so far off. I'm powered tonight by Rip It. And look, I didn't even <laughs> prejuvenate with this thing. This is still closed, sealed, and I'm about to... Mint and sealed can. <laughs> about to crack this open. You have a listen. A gander with your ears. Do some Those ear hustling. Good. Those are very good. I'm going to pour this on my lap, and then we'll be good to go. I'm drinking the uh, that G-Force today. Mm. You know, got myself the purple can. Everybody knows purple is always a good flavor. <laughs> it's been so long since I've had a rip it, by the way. 153 days. <clears throat> uh, okay. I had to. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Um, what is this show? What are we going to talk about tonight? Who is this? What are we doing here? All right. Let's talk about the games. Let's yeah. talk about the game. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about it. Unfortunately, we had to open against C9. And, uh, you know, I, where did C9 fall in everybody's power rankings? Somewhere around like third, right? Yeah, third, <clears throat> I'd have to I, check our say, power rankings, power rankings to yeah. kind of get the aggregate. If I'm, if I'm uh, trawling the memory banks there, I'm going to say like probably average three, low five. I don't think I saw anybody put them six, but somewhere around there. Well, they looked... They looked uh, two or three this weekend, and yeah. uh, they, they looked okay versus us. Now, the problem was we weren't just playing Cloud9 this weekend. Tenacity was actually playing the metagame against 200 years of Riot's money-extracting misbehavior. Mm. And maybe, maybe, you know, that was, a, that was something we semi-opted into by virtue of not banning it. Right. We had a chance. We had our chance. <clears throat> but this game was mostly b- between Cassante and, you know, the the game in which Cassante is the character. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it was that was the meta game. It was a mini game. Can yeah. you defeat one champion? Yeah, challenge it's... level impossible. Right. <laughs> is that how the meme works? I don't know. Um, it's almost like you know how if you play like Super Mario 3D World. And mm-hmm. you can have Nabbit as your character, where it's mm-hmm. like he he doesn't, or is it Nabbit or something else? There's some other character where it's like he doesn't take damage, and if he <laughs> falls into a pit, he just like gets in a bubble and comes right back out. Right. It was yeah. kind of like Cassante for for this Honestly. weekend. <clears throat> now, just disclaimer time. Oh, already first disclaimer of the split. Yeah, there, it, bring it. People who have been listening to the pod for a long time know there's nothing I love more than a good disclaimer. <laughs> and I want to I be fair in the interest of being fair and balanced. Mm-hmm. Okay? Fudge. what we are. May not like the guy. Yeah. That's an yeah. understatement in action. We're seeing it here. <laughs> that's the disclaimer. No, yeah. oh, no, hold on. Oh. I may not like the guy. He's a good top laner, man. He's very good. I mean, I have to look, admit, he's very good. That this is you. This is a big moment in the history of our show. <laughs> I want to take a. I want to respect you. I want to appreciate what you're doing. This is big. I want to say I'd like to see him play a different champion before I a, attribute any kind of evaluation of him for this split. It's like he has. Um, what what's an analogy? Like in baseball, right? If you go out and you pitch. 
like one pitch and it's a it's a the per the batter reaches base on an error and then they pull you it's like you didn't play right like from a, a stats standpoint you could have you could have been sleeping during that time and it's the same statistical record i view <laughs> fudge as not having yet participated in the lcs in 2023 <laughs> he needs to play a champion that's not Cassandre <clears throat> before i will grant him that it's possible that he's still good because he has been good it's not i don't think you can't judge it yet you see what i'm saying I like this because you refuse to like look at the historical record at all. And that's some coal yeah. energy. So thank you for, <laughs> thank you for bringing the coal energy tonight. Look, I'm doing what I can. <clears throat> I'm just, I'm just saying, look, I, we're going to, we're going to talk some mess about Cassante and fudge. I can't wait. Fudge is a good top. Lane. All right. I got an early start. I didn't, I didn't waste a single moment before I so, got <laughs> mine. No, you didn't. And I'm proud of you. So he's good, but still come on, man. You saw that champion. That champion has like 50,000 dashes, four oh. knockups. It ha he built full tank and he's still out damaging everybody. I mean, what like what are you supposed to do, man? Honestly, what are I, you supposed to do? I genuinely don't know. You know, it's it's usually it's like, well, woulda coulda shoulda, you shoulda built the zonias, you know? It's like, no, there's nothing. There's no item. <clears throat> what I don't get there's is how Riot started out like there are Four ability keys, right? There's Q, W, E, and R. Mm -hmm. So how yeah. do they make a champion like Cassante where he clearly has like 12 abilities? Because when you press R, Cole, you flip it all on its head, he gets 16 more. He, he unlocks the full keyboard at that point. Think about it. The second row of keys are this all crap. stuns. They're micro stuns. <clears throat> you just layer them. I hate this crap. Worst, yeah. Every it's time. It's Aphelios. We're doing Aphelios. Look, yeah, part two. Sir, every time there's a new champ. This is what it is. Can we like, can we just GA new champs out of um, pro play for a while? You know, it's funny you say that. I was with some, uh, some people this weekend and you know what they said to me? Cassante is the last champion. <laughs> and I laughed. So they wanted have. to make him the final boss? <laughs> the raid boss. The goal? Every, yeah. Yeah. I didn't look. I never. You know that I have taken a step back from the civilized world. I basically live in a shack in the woods at this point, <laughs> with how far removed I am about uh, from Twitter. <clears throat> they said that, and they weren't joking. They said that Riot has said. I don't know if this is true. Somebody needs to verify this. I'm going to keep my eye on on chat here in case there's any good chatters in the chat. But they said that Riot has been clear that they intend for this to be the last champion that's released, and they're going to just going to do like reworks updates vgus I, I fear that when people click on our podcast we're gonna have the little misinformation box it's possible man because i don't i feel i feel like we are spreading misinformation now look chat so far is not i don't verifying. think this is right i but i okay look, let's I will, not dwell I will, on it <clears throat> i'll leave room for this to be wrong but i will tell you i felt a glimmer of hope in my my league of legends heart when i heard that okay allow me to be, dash it okay listen it's not true listen let's place okay. a bet on whether you think riot mm. will refuse to make another thing that they can sell people in the game or no, i didn't say it was the last lux skin course it was the last champion <laughs> so they got plenty of room for revenue coming in Imagine. but i'm seeing chat 
I'll imagine they the next champion is Lux's sister, and they can <laughs> just continue to make right. Lux skins. You you know how this works, Cole. The next champion is Lux's sister. There's going to be new. Her name's going to be Perry. New Perry skins. You know that's what they name her. Perry, and, short for Perry Winkle. Exactly. Here's the good news. It's a get this. It's a Skarner rework. <laughs> hmm? The lore ties in. They've been sisters all along. You just didn't realize it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they'll find a way. I'll grant it's, it. Maybe I was being optimistic, but I, it feels like the kind of champion that they've messed up badly enough. They should retire from this endeavor. No more new champions. Call it. Admit that you've made grievous errors and ask Fudge to redo grievous games wounds. one and two. Grievous wounds. Yes. You've caused grievous wounds. Yeah, we're uh, all suffering from reduced healing because of this. <laughs> so asking Fudge to replay games one and two would be ideal for us at the moment, but Yeah. We should see look, if we can make it happen. <clears throat> in in reality, he had a one v one with tenacity. That was about as close as a one v one could ever be. It was basically who has yes. the faster attack speed at the end. Yep. And then of course it's oh fudge with the outplay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I go, okay. <laughs> All right. That's what it is, I guess, yeah, theoretically, sure. because he won it. Uh, and then there's just a snowball from there. Uh, he became extremely powerful um, because when you take the most OP champion in the game and continue to inject gold at a faster rate than everybody else. Yep. Turns out it gets difficult. So, there's got to be, there's got to be something to be said here about the type of game we chose to play against C9, right? Because we are, you know, we're working with what should be a kind of tough pick to ex, uh, a tough draft to execute, right? Mm-hmm. We've got Poke Varus, we've got Azir support, which mm-hmm. is a choice. Yep. Um, got Silas, Viego, Jax. It's basically like we got to have things go very right in a very specific way and then not make any mistakes to the Cassante. Yeah. So it's like I feel like we maybe fell in love with the idea of what we did instead of being like, should we do this and should it work? Oh, did we lose Jordan? Just my camera. Just your camera. Okay. All right. Welcome back. Oh, Welcome back to... Good thing we've got your backup image here. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> while you continue to work on that, we got discovered. Awesome. So it, it's, it's almost like you're walking this tightrope, right, of a, of a very difficult execution. And then as soon as you make one mistake, it doesn't matter what else was happening, right? Like we were off to a good start in the jungle. Like Closer was far ahead of Blabber. Um, we were off to a good start in bot lane. Whoop, that's the wrong thing. There's Jordan. Off to a great start in bot lane. Like, we had things going okay, but it's just you make that one mistake and, you know, Fudge survives with four HP or whatever it was. Yeah. And the game's kind of over. So are we sure that's the right kind of game we want to play when we're, you know, dealing with two rookies? I'm not mad about it at all, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, like, it's easy to say, and you know, I think League is just this kind of game, right? There's one moment, had it gone differently, how different could the game have been? I mean, Cassante, busted champ, 
Viego was completely irrelevant in this game. Like had I, and and that's not because closer did a bad job. He needs resets. We had zero opportunities for a reset. If he could have taken Cassante, if we could have killed Cassante in any one of these fights, suddenly we have Cassante. It would have worked really nicely, I think. So, look, we didn't get to talk about our expectations for this team at all because we were busy doing other really important things, obviously. Um, but what I will say is, I think I'm totally fine with us doing this kind of play style. In some ways, it feels liberating to not have, like when we had the same roster running it back, the championship team, who ex the expectation is we're going to repeat, you, you don't get to lose a game without a high level of scrutiny. Yeah. For us, <clears throat> I think we've actually done a really good job of, and not you and me, but the team. <laughs> and I'm thinking specifically about people like Doublelift, um, you know, I think the, the rookies have done a good job of kind of keeping it, you know, being confident but still remaining humble. So all these things, they just contribute to me saying, you know what, try stuff. Like, yeah. don't, don't be so precious with every game that you don't get to build your identity as a team. And I'm, so if for that reason, totally comfortable with this kind of game. I'm not worried about the outcome at all, in part because I think if we ban Cassante, it's a very different kind of game. And one that there's a chance that we just, continue to to snowball our leads across the different places you mentioned and get a different outcome yeah so i think there's a there's a there's enough to look at to say yeah this went well that i'm very 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 far i'm standing in a different room i've left my panic button at the office and i don't have any urge to go get it i think it's fine the outcome and i'm interested in how their their match fixing investigations going against golden guardians for not banning cassante in game cloud nine yeah that definitely i don't need know to, what happened they need to speed that up yeah <clears throat> um okay well that's fine like i i think i'm okay with that i think the azir pick was a little much personally um i was told that this is a known hard counter to heimerdinger support mm -hmm. and i was also told it's been played virtually never <laughs> pro play yeah yep <clears throat> um and i heard Gosh, was it? I think it was JLXP where Emily was bringing up that Wink had played it in Demacia Cup. And she, she goes, Well, but he, he was roll swap. So I guess that's different. I'm like, Oh, well, Busio roll swap too. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it also was a loss. So I'm not, you know, hasn't gone yeah. well for anybody. I guess the picks, what, 0, 0 and 4, I think she said, or something like that. I don't know. Like across global in the last 200 years. But wasn't it weird seeing an Azir support where you're like, I wasn't sure what he was doing um, once we got past the early game because the thing that was driving me crazy was like, where's, where's the old? Where's the old? Right. Like, I want to see the old. I want to see the old. And I think I realized that I think they tried to keep it simple for Busio, as simple as you can make playing Azir support in your first LCS game. Uh, right. I think they said, only use the ult to peel for double lift. <laughs> yeah. Just peel for double lift. Just keep him alive. And I think that was like, seriously, it was like, you have one job kind of role for him. Right. Didn't go that well. Yeah. I, I, I think my take on it would be, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, oh, that's a, a fancy idea for an engaged support. You know, like yeah. you've, got, you've got an engage and it's got a pretty decent cooldown, but good luck finding a more devastating one. Um, 
but I think he was he was put in a position where he had to use it defensively all the time. That was the yeah. only time you could ever use it was as, as a you know, emergency peel. Um, and that's you know like anytime you have a champ who has a very specific thing that they're supposed to do, and the game state dictates that you do something entirely different with it, that player will always look like they're they're AFK, right? Fair so enough. I get it, sympathy for that. I mean, the thing that I'm more interested in is how does he like um, the fact that they were willing to do this, I think says a lot about I'm reading in, in between the lines. Yeah, now. I think it says sure. a lot about who he is as a player, right? Mm -hmm. um, debut LCS game. Like I get the impression he's not overly concerned with how that looks, right? Yeah. And I think that's great. You need to have a player who's able to say, hey, look, in this game, yeah, I think that makes sense. Draft it for me. Let's see what happens. And at the end and of the game, yeah, it wasn't great. And then he comes back out the next game and it's just fine. Right. Like you gotta have that, you gotta be able to bounce back. Double if kind of said as much in his interview with Travis. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that. Yeah. 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 But he was kind of like, yeah, no, he's like, he's a right. perfect, like perfect teammate, very he's kind person. Yeah. What did he he said? He's like he's an he's, angel. <laughs> I thought he said something else like a like a teacher's pet or something like that oh yeah know, he did but, say or goody two shoes maybe goody two like, shoes yeah he, that's what it yeah, was yeah. he said he's a goody two shoes and so yeah uh yeah that i i do agree though i do think that says a lot about um him and then a lot about what this team is going to be willing to do so hopefully we're not going to fall into the same patterns that we've had in past splits um obviously that you know that often paid off for us we are obviously very good for a long time yep but somewhat predictable right and Maybe all they needed to do was just set the stage a little bit. Like, all right, here's Azir support. Game one. Good luck. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. not, if, if nothing else, we're not going to be predictable. Yeah. So, I mean, let's not lose sight too one. of like, this is a defending champion C9, his first game in the LCS. For him, Antinacity is against the champs. You know, they're looking pretty similar. Um, and I think, Importantly, both of our rookies stepped up and made important plays, right? Like lane yeah. phase was a win for us. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, top lane was a hair, right? It was a fraction of an inch of 200 years away from being Jack's <laughs> lane. And that's, that's big, right? So it, I honestly, I left this game feeling like, I, how many games have we seen, especially with rookies, where it's like, uh-oh, somebody go help the new guy because this is <laughs> this has gone sideways yeah um wasn't that no it wasn't and like yeah honestly first game first game second game though was a nice reminder because no matter how poorly the end the result went in the first game we have that old familiar hunter talk refrain at least we're not immortals that's right that is correct <sighs> and I th think like I feel bad, right? Uh, I feel very general. bad, especially because like Ken, <laughs> Kenvi, Kenvi is on Immortals, and Kenvi was he had such like uh, a a movement of support behind him, and it was like Kenvi's excellent, incredible jungler. Can't wait to get him on LCS, and then he no. just landed on a tough environment to thrive in, and I, you know, as much as it gives me pleasure to get like a nice big win. Uh, especially as a bounce back it you know i just i miss the old guy and i i know i'm sad to see him you know 
basically one v nine in yeah in his games, and I hope I hope he gets a shot somewhere else. I agree. Yeah. Uh, what do we even report from this game? <laughs> yeah, you know what? There's one thing. There's one thing. Closer, closer played Sejuani. Do you remember what we thought of that last split? Did not like. Did not like. Nope. Nope. Not for no me. Thanks. Said the bunny. Yeah. Uh, did not want that. Guess what? Looked pretty solid, man. Yeah. He was successful yeah. early. Didn't he go up like four zero at one point or something? Am I making that up? I'm probably. He had a pretty like he had a he finished four zero, <laughs> but I swear yeah. he got like he got uh, like a lot done early. It felt like, um, and I, I I felt like it was just a more helpful and useful Sejuani than we got in uh, past matchups. It certainly looked more effective. He, I think he did a lot more like um, surprise Sejuani. You know, it's like the dash over the wall with the instant whatever button his his. Uh, whiplash yeah. is yeah you know right. into the instant glacial prison like he he used the element of surprise more i think lo- in previous games it felt like he was always doing like the you know you're playing 500 in the schoolyard and you scream 700 and then it's just like it goes <laughs> you know you throw it as far as you can it's 20 feet beyond everybody um exciting moment like he was always doing max range glacial prisons and people were able to kind of just sneak out a little bit yeah so. I don't know. It felt like his his approach to it was different, and it seemed more effective. Yeah, maybe I didn't been brushing it, up on that in the off season. <laughs> yeah, honestly, good one to brush up on. It feels like that should be in every jungler's core rotation. Just given, it it seems to be pretty permanent in the meta at this point. For so. better or for worse, um, we did get a nice little moment. I thought um, we had a double lift on Zeri, kind of like under the radar pop-off i think that uh where they they tried to jump him in bot lane oh do you remember what i'm talking about and he like he had an excellent dodge on the surprise surprise from the try uh and he then just like kind of kited away he got i think did he get scooped in or something like he did yeah yeah, i think a blaze a blaze olive got him scooped in flash out move Mm -hmm. around use all the zeri mobility and yeah. was just totally fine and was just dealing out damage as he went. And I was like, okay, awesome. Double if yeah. still has a little bit of the dog in him, right? That, that That's fight gonna specifically, be... you, you listen to him talk about that fight and how he's like, oh, I made a mistake. It, it looked highly intentional to me. Like, and it, look, maybe a better team would have been able to actually lock him down and kill him at that point. Mm-hmm. If we're not playing Immortals, perhaps. That's a mistake. Yeah, but it, what it looked like is he knew he had one more mobility, you know, um, piece in his kit, saved it for the shuffle, got shuffled, flashed out immediately, and just kept pumping out the DPS. Like that was they put all their cards on the table there, and he uh, he called that, and then he won the fight. So, yeah, I agree with you. It felt it felt to me, and actually, the crazy thing is he finished five zero and nine. I think there's a very you know a couple of things go differently, and he finishes nine zero and five. Right, like yeah. there were a couple Yumi cues that picked up last hits. There were there's at least like closer picked up a couple of those, and it wasn't because anybody was griefing. It was just like these fights. That's where they went. Mm-hmm. But he was pretty dominant, and especially in the team fights, it was really good to see. It was really good to see, we, and especially not to harp on the past, especially because we haven't. I don't feel like we've had this kind of Zeri game maybe ever. To be honest with you, yeah, where we're taking advantage of the full kit like you were talking about. 
I just don't think we ever got it going. So even if it's just yeah, Immortals, it's really good to see that. I don't, yeah, I don't know how like literally true it was because when we were watching FBI on Zeri, it always, fe- I don't know about you, but it always felt to me like, well, it's not Berserker or, well, exactly. it's not Danny, right? Like that's what it felt like watching his, yeah. his uh, Zeri where it was like, it didn't ever really seem bad, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. he had some moments or whatever, but it didn't feel like we were getting the same, like it wasn't the same champion for him. Yep. So seeing that possibility with Doublelift, I think is a huge plus. I agree. Um, so that being said, I like look, we crushed Immortals. I don't think there's much to say about that game. Um, but I do want to say, so you know, we talked a little bit about Busio picking the Azir and then get relegated to Yumi duty. I thought yep. the Yumi was fine. Um, mm. I didn't really notice it for the most part, which you know, I think is I think is is a little bit lackluster because usually in Yumi games it's like, oh, it's so OP you know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think like it was a great Yumi game, but it was a fine Yumi game. He got a lot of assists. Mm-hmm. Um, he kept people alive. Sure. I go, no complaints yep. about that game at all. But so we got Azir support for him and then we got Yumi support. So can we get somewhere like more traditional in the middle support? <laughs> I think I'd really like to see that. Like what, yeah. what is Busio going to look like on like Alistar or something? Or what are, what is he going to look like on Nami? Maybe. Yeah. I, I think, uh, well, Lushinami still meta, still getting picked up in different places here and there. Um, so far as my, my light research goes. I think in part, they gotta, we got to wait for the, uh, the engage champ buffs to come through. But I think that's on its way. I think they recognize right now that it's very, very heavily weighted toward Enchanter, which is just kind of boring to watch. <laughs> um, I mean, I always, I guess part of the way I always look at a Yumi game is you know how how did it seem your ADC was doing, and you know Deathless and all the stuff we were talking about. I don't I don't have a good enough eye. I don't watch enough Yumi, um, which is not a mistake, to be able to say like what a great Yumi player does versus just an okay one. But I feel like you got to give credit to him. You know, like all the stuff we said about Double Lift, I apply some of that credit, a share yeah. of it, to Busio, right? Because sure. he was he was riding shotgun almost the entire game. Yeah, um, it's like they say that you know every major successful company has like a twenty six year old in the low to mid level that's keeping the company alive. <laughs> right. And it's like yeah, so yeah. so, so that, there's Busio is probably going to be playing yeah. that role a lot this split. Exactly. Yep. Um, but I I am excited to see him on more traditional sports and see what that looks like. But I hope we don't rush him on anything. Um, yeah. Double lift is so positive on that guy. He's so all yes. in on, on Busio. And so I want us all to be that way as well. Be like, Hey, if he sees the potential, let's see the potential. Let's let him. Nope. Not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, tenacity, but you're right. Same yeah. thing. Uh, yep. tenacity. So I think like, he might have Tenassi may have a more fraught road ahead of him for a couple of reasons. One, solo laner. Two, mm-hmm. top laner. <laughs> uh, t- you know, top lane has a lot of um, a lot of strong players in it, and yeah. it's not always the easiest to stand out. Plus, I feel like people are people in their minds 
kind of already thought of him as an LCS player before this split because it was like, well, he's in Academy prison and how are these? Uh, That's the official line now, by the way. Yeah, that is right. They even said it on broadcast. Uh, But I, so I think that's Academy, by the way. I'm sure the Academy team loved to hear that. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So I, I feel like a lot of people just kind of assumed, okay, this guy is an LCS caliber player and he's not an LCS, but we're thinking of him in that way. So he doesn't like feel like a rookie in, in the accountability sense. And I think we need to realize, no, he has played one LCS game. Yeah. And right. do you remember like he played a lock in game and it was doo doo. So <laughs> he is going to need the same yeah. time and the same patience as Busio. Only he's, he's just not going to like get the same passes. I don't think. Hmm. And because he's a solo, he's like Busio has like a built in veteran there with him where he kind of shares responsibility and stuff like you know it, like just imagine things going bad in the bot lane people go well double lift is kind of washed you know like there's always something like that busio yeah. kind of has some safety outlets and tenacity doesn't really have the same thing <coughs> excuse me holy cow <coughs> um so i think it's it's a more challenging road for him and i'm interested to see where it lands i w- i want him to feel free to play a looser, more aggressive game because <clears throat> honestly, I think that's when he is going to be able to do his best is if he mm-hmm. plays a, a little unhinged, yep. you know, you just remember yep. those hundred X games where it'd be like, mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't matter what <laughs> happened. Those yeah. guys could be down like 15 K and, <laughs> and doing the last stand at the Nexus and right. just smurf a team fight and win the whole game. Like they did that so many times and they would just yep. go for these really weird plays and stuff. Like, I don't want that DNA to be completely gone from him. So, very interested to see. I I feel like it's going to be a recurring topic for us, right, on the performance of those two guys versus the hype level for those two guys and, like, where the balance is hitting. Um, And hopefully, hopefully Tenacity is uh, given a little bit longer leash than I think people are willing to at this point. Yeah, it is interesting with him. I feel like Busio has, look, this is a masterful example of a case, you know, of a, the power of a narrative um, being formed by somebody, and we'll talk about this more, who is, I think, probably the most skillful person in the entire NA league scene at forming a narrative. And that's double lift. Busio has the double advantage. And it's not just in how he learns the game, learning from one of the goats. Like we hear, <clears throat> we hear about that a lot. Yeah. You know, you can tell they have a, a good, like understanding partnership. He's, he's talked about how he scouted him, how he, that's, this is the reason I want to come back to the LCS. This is really what got my competitive itch going again. Like that's, double has hundreds of thousands of YouTube subscribers. I think it's like 700K right now. That's, that's a lot of people who have a, a very well-groomed view of who Busio is and, and his place in the LCS, right? Yeah. And, and I think, and I, I don't want any of this to sound at all like a, it's a criticism. I think this is, I think Doublelift has done this masterfully. And the other thing he's talking about, and I think this is actually really, really interesting and we're kind of getting into the next thing here. I don't know if you care. Oh, yeah, we're going to roll right start. into it. Okay. Yeah. 
one of the things he talks about with Travis is he's <clears> actually, <throat> and I think this is actually really powerful, and I hope it's true. I hope it's as true as he, and I hope he, you know, like, I hope he believes this with the same conviction. It sounded genuine. It yeah. It sounds fully genuine. And I think a lot of these things, it's the, the resilience of these ideas gets tested when you hit 500, right? When you start yeah. losing games you shouldn't or don't expect or the fans don't expect you to lose. But I genuinely believe that that's where he's at right now, double lift. But he talks about how he wants to win for Busio, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to make this kid's career what I think it deserves to be. That's both really cool and it puts him in an incredibly favorable light for yeah. everybody who's watching the team. Like how, how can you not root for that storyline? Right. Um, that's Busio. Nobody's crafting a narrative for tenacity. And, and again, that's not, a, that's not a problem. That's not anyone's fault. It's just not there in the same way. And these guys are, yeah. they, they have the exact same length of LCS career, right? So I think you're spot on. My hope is that they each get equal patience, leash, time, um, so that we can see what they're made of, right? And I think the, the power of a good narrative is you, you increase the duration that people are willing to give you when it comes to, like, I don't know. When do you think the first time somebody will say we need to pull tenacity is the split? It's going to happen. It will happen at some point. It's going to be next week. <laughs> it will be, yeah. Whatever the answer is, it's way too soon, right? That's, <laughs> that's the actual answer. But because, I, I, because he doesn't have all of that, right, that public, the, the press, the narrative, I think he's going to, unfortunately, it's going to come sooner than it has any justification coming. Um, and maybe it's next week. But yeah, I, you know, I think so far, I'm liking what I see. He, he basically was a pinata that distracted immortals into throwing away their entire game. So that's cool. Like, <laughs> kind of someday ish, right? In a way. <laughs> Honestly. Like, yeah, oh, you got him, but you literally blew every cooldown in your entire team and all the rest of our team is standing here. So, okay. Um, <clears throat> and we've talked enough about the, the Jackson, the Cassante. I hope we get this guy Cassante. <laughs> like, I hope we don't just permaban Cassante now. Um, let's see I him mean, play I do. it. If we're blue side, maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, if if we get first pick on it and we can lock it for him, do it. Let's see it. We got to do it before they hot fix the champ. But if we can get it for him, I think it'd be fun to watch. It'd be a good test. Yeah, it'd be a fun champ for him. Um, Well, anyway, I I like I said, I so thank you for saying all that because I I feel just the these guys like you said they they have the same length career. These guys are the same age. They're both nineteen. That's crazy. And they I know tenacity's been kind of like a name that we've known for a long time. Yeah. <clears throat> but don't let that fool you into thinking that he's had his shot or like he's, right. you know, we know enough about him to, to judge yet. We just don't, we just don't. Okay. Uh, before we do listener takes, I wanted to talk about the content situation just a bit. Specifically, look, I'm sure this is going to be a recurring, recurring topic on the show. all split long. So I kind of want to narrow the focus into what we got out of double lift because mm-hmm. one of the things that jungle juice said to us on when we interviewed him was that they were not going to really have much long form content in the content plan from a hundred thieves. And part of their content plan was relying on the players <laughs> to, to put out the content. Now 
surely signing double lift was, you know, intentional, uh, with that purpose in mind. And <clears throat> we got our first video out of, out of double lift where he was basically saying, you know, what happened this weekend? And yep. it was an interesting watch. So maybe if you're okay with it, I can just, I just ask you what your first impressions are of this. And then maybe we can talk. I want, I want to get into like, I think there's some definite pros and cons to this. And I want to just sure. talk through those a bit. So yeah. but first, what are your general impressions of that content? I mean, I think, look, I think it's one of the most compelling pieces of content I've seen coming from an org. Right, he's he's affiliated. He the double lift organization. <laughs> he receives his paycheck from Hundred Thieves. Um, I understand why he has a big audience. He, it's kind of interesting, right? Like, as good as he is at League, you can see how two years of streaming has made him that much better of a streamer and like a content creator. He's always been good. He's always been a compelling figure. Like, I didn't watch a ton of them. I didn't watch the co-streams with him and Medios and Sneaky. Um, yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm joining the party late in that sense. Uh, I can see why he has the audience he does. He's super, super compelling, funny. Um, like, and he just says a lot of stuff that I don't think most people will say. Calls it like he sees it, you know, like all that stuff. So that's my initial reaction. Is yeah, I could, and and it looks like the views are are hitting the levels where we should probably expect to see more of this because I think from a content standpoint that's like, I think he was ready to give up his content career but if he can keep his YouTube channel going then do both you know yeah so <clears throat> first of all I agree I thought it was really entertaining and he has a he has a manner of speaking where you can listen to him for a long time and stay engaged mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's all good and and hey Honestly, like if you're talking about what does the league audience want, if you want like a pro player just honestly saying what's on his mind about the game, that's probably like at the top of the list, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right underneath power rankings for some reason. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but there's something I noticed watching him do this. And mm. he, you notice he was, um, he was watching back like the sneaky medios. Yes. Stream. He wasn't watching the VOD. He was watching the coach. Right, yeah. <laughs> look i gotta say this I, and i i'm sure other people know this i'm sure i'm not the only one and i don't mean to like make an overblown observation that dude double it admitted on stream so many times how wrong he was whether intentionally or explicitly or not he went back and forth so many times on different stuff he's talking about the decisions they made like yeah that was a bad decision that was dumb and like and it's just like okay and then while he's doing that, I'm listening to the comments that Sneaky and Medios are making and they're wrong about stuff, <laughs> you know, like they're like judging like what you, oh, the draft went this way. So this is going to happen. And like they react. So, and I'm just sitting there like, <clears throat> how can anybody know something about League of Legends if these seasoned established pros are right. getting stuff so wrong so frequently? Mm -hmm. Sure. And yeah. <clears throat> I, so it felt like kind of this weird view into, Hey, you know how you encounter people online with really strong takes about teams or players or games and stuff yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. And you get the sense that they're like feeding in whatever the pro players are saying. Like, yes. it's like, okay, that sneaky fan over there is saying yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Or like that yeah. media's fan is saying this. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think they've been watching Alice's new content. Yep, yep. Picking it up. No one knows a thing. It just seems like no one knows a thing. And I'm not, I don't mean to single out these guys that I'm mentioning by name because I, th- I think this is universal. I, I think I texted you. I was like, yeah, Bwipo's getting some stuff wrong on stream. Like he's calling some stuff and it just goes the exact opposite way. <clears throat> and I think Bwipo's like, <clears throat> he's excellent color caster. He's yeah, going to talk less, but saying that yeah. he is. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I love having him on the thing, but, uh, just it just seems like nobody knows anything so maybe it's not as wise to just parrot those opinions all the time i don't know it's weird so it just it plays into that whole like cult of personality thing that we see in the league scene so often and it's just kind of like a little icky and uncomfortable because it would be one thing if like everything they were saying was accurate or true sure or or he could like you know, there were some there were some times where he was like explaining like the draft or something. And he's like, I don't even know why we did this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but surely at the time you did. Right. right. What was like it? You had then? a chance to voice. You know, that like what at the was time. Or, or yeah, yeah, or yeah. If you did think that at the time, like, yeah, what happened? Then why mm-hmm. did you still do it? Or whatever. Right. You know, like why was it the game plan? And say something about that. And so it's just, it's like this weird, I've just had a weird reaction to it because on one hand, I really like the entertainment value of it. On the other, I feel, I feel like it's just like, well, there's nothing firm to be gained from this other than entertainment. (laughs) We, we know more about how he feels the game went than basically any other player (laughs) through the course of under these league of legends, you know? post-game interview is not going to give you nearly as much insight into into that um here's here's what i'll say i think the the risk of this and there are different ways that this can be mitigated so i'm not going to say that this is like absolutely a bad idea i think there's a lot of ways this could be fine i think the risk of it is look sneaky and medios are entertainers we're going through yeah they're not and I, and I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. They are, they are paid at this point to make League fun to watch with them. And they're going to be joking and they're going to be spitballing and they're going to be just saying stuff that's based not on um, they're, they're not on the, the uh, we don't have a desk anymore. But you know, like their job isn't to be analysts. They are right. entertaining. <clears throat> And I think if one of the things I think could be a risk is like I'll I'll use the uh, the closer ganks in mid, right? They were like they kept this thing going. And this is the long running spoof on Bjergsen is that he's an incredibly demanding player, you know, Bjergsen and his four wards or whatever it is, you know, over time it's evolved. I think there's actually a risk that people on the team will put more weight to the jokes in the entertainers if this is what they feel Doublelift's actual opinion is, right? Like, <clears throat> do, you, do you think that I was, that I am on a leash for Bjergsen and that I'm just doing whatever he wants? Because that's an actual strategic concern we have to work out here. Like, <laughs> I went there because it felt like the right play to me. Um, and so I need, I, like, we have to work out if that's not actually what the right play was. 
But I think as soon as it turns into like, if the joke is what becomes the narrative, that's a problem. I think that could that could divide the team. It could make for it could make it could lessen the the effectiveness of their ability to actually analyze games together. If some of yeah. this like co-stream stuff starts to work its way back in. Yeah, and it just becomes a frustration point for people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it can go another way too. And this is where I was kind of going with it is that at some point so someone brought up in chat like, you know, maybe he is just kind of like saying what he's saying and doing content and he's like <clears throat> can't really talk about what happened because there are reasons for that, you know? Like maybe you don't want to right. talk about well, here we did the draft because freaking cast said we should do this and I d- I hated that idea, you know. <laughs> right. You can't do that, right? And so right. that's that becomes a problem too because it's like, all right, well, what kind of grievances right. are you going to air on the stream? And if you are protecting those kind of ideas, then you're not being honest. Yeah. And maybe that's why it's clear to see that you're not right so often. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. So I like it's a weird situation. And and when you know after we did that um, interview with Jungle Juice, we were both kind of thinking like, all right, so they're just kind of going to trust these guys to keep in line. Mm-hmm. Right. I I feel like given Double F's history, it wouldn't be that surprising for him to go off the rails at some point with what he says, you know, and maybe reveal too much or give too much away <clears throat> in something that's like unflattering to a staff member or another player or something. So kind of playing with fire. Um Yeah. This is where you have to hope that all of this has been well talked through. Yeah. And that everybody on the team understands exactly and like he actually said at one point, right? He's like, I don't think Busia should have backed there. I've talked to him about it, right? But what you have to hope is there is a, a team version of this conversation that is, that's happened and everybody understands that is his opinion and stance on these things. And this is the content version. But I think your, your concerns and precautions are well-placed. <clears throat> I'm kind of hoping it's a situation where like, the team just basically ignores the content and never yeah, never watches it and hopefully yeah, yeah. doesn't hear about it. <laughs> right. But yeah. I don't know. Like, honestly, it's, it's harmless. This week was harmless. Yeah. Maybe it will continue to be harmless. Hopefully yeah. it will continue to be harmless. Um, <clears throat> and, then, Look, and then hopefully, to, to your point, hopefully the fans can contextualize entertainment versus analysis and we don't muddy the waters with stuff. But I just like, I just feel like it's a, it's a pool of like, like I, I, I see us talking about certain situations happening in the future and then having our Twitch chat be like, well, double F said blah, 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 blah. And be like, okay, uh, yeah. sure. <laughs> you know? Right. 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 Like that's what I, that's, that's another just angle of this thing. And it's, it's a little uncomfortable. Look, here's another angle to this. What's the alternative? And I think that is where I feel the like- heist. The 2023 heist. which is the why heist. just do the views and sell the jerseys let's go save esports I mean, save 100 thieves we look we talked about this last <laughs> season it was what is what is actually winning in the lcs look like is it mm-hmm. a trophy or is it you know being financially viable um and i'd say we've tried one i don't know that we have uh as much success with the other so to a certain degree, 
Like, <clears throat> yeah. There is a risk that I think we are taking. I assume we're taking it with our eyes wide open. But it's, yeah. this guy's got a massive audience. Yeah, this, he does. This video <laughs> that he did, like how many views did our most viewed heist get? Great question. I don't actually know the answer to that, so yeah. maybe someone can research for us. But I guarantee his, you... He got almost 200,000 in a day. Yeah, in a day. Uh, so I think there, there's also like a balance sheet view of this, which is lean into the <laughs> risk, right? Yeah. Yep, so that's probably I expect accurate. to see more. And honestly, I, I hope to see more because it was entertaining and I enjoyed it was watching entertaining. it. I watched, I watched it. Yep, I liked it. All right, well, let's move on to some listener takes so we can close out the show. Um, uh, BC just said heist finale had 220K. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and that, yeah. I know that is not the most watched um, heist. Uh, most watched heist is in the first season and it's probably one of the first four episodes, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Still, you know, this 200,000 for double if that is no small number. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do some listener takes. Let's kind of move through them quickly. Um, <clears throat> JC101 said, more Azir versus Heimer support. We were winning lane, but didn't capitalize. Yeah. Tis but a small moment, the early <laughs> game. <laughs> I, I, I think maybe with some more comfort there to be like more initiatory in team fights i think i'd be okay with that uh yeah, certainly I'm not looked ready like th- we were winning the lane and doing great though yeah so. i'm not ready to throw it in that like no slouch berserker and you know like yeah he's sure. people talk about him as being the best adc in the league so to win that lane is no no small feat um i think it's i'd put it in the karma file for now which is i'm not ready to throw out the concept yeah and if the the right opportunity presents itself again. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call for anyone to be investigated if we locked it in. <laughs> uh, another thing on Azir support from Sammy, he said, people can meme on the Azir support. However, I love that our rookie in his first LCS game has the courage to pick something like that. It's very promising in my opinion, like when I watch a younger soccer player actually have a go and take people on. More of it, please. So I think that's right along with what you were saying, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to our double lift conversation, All Star said, Doublelift's analysis video on the two games is one example of stellar content, but as far as orgs go, we need to continue to step up our content beyond the small Twitter and TikTok vids. Golden Guardians and many others had awesome large-scale content week one. Hmm. I haven't seen any of the TikTok stuff that we did, so no. someone's going to have to enlighten me. Like I am fully boomer. I do not participate <laughs> in TikTok. Uh, I installed it once for five minutes and the things it suggested to me were of no interest to me and a little creepy. So TikTok was promptly uninstalled. Um, I, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. We got the clear answer that like, it's not part of the plan for this split and maybe this year. Look, all I'll say is if the team can find some way to capitalize on the popularity of the people on this team, they should do that. Yeah. If they want to make content because they think it's a, a path to growing the team's audience, they should give that idea up, I would say. Amex Legit did say, not doing some sort of long-form content week-to-week, I'm sorry, long-form week-to-week content piece with this roster is a huge missed opportunity, and hopefully there's something in the works. And <clears throat> I think there is something to be said for that, where it's like, of all the years we don't do long form content it's the year we have double lift 
and Bjergsen on the team. Mm-hmm. That is a little troll. It's going to be like double lift and Bjergsen go to a petting zoo. It's, you know, like <laughs> I don't want to see that. Does that, I think the reason people are excited right now is because we have, we're getting something we've never had before, which is double lift just talking about being a professional player, yeah. you know? Um, <clears throat> that's interesting. And so I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not convinced that the the return looks any different to convince the org that this would be the time to really get into that. Because I think at, people are going to just default back to I've got my noties turned on for Doublelist YouTube and I'll, I'll watch that. Like, that's cool. I like that. Like, we're, it's almost like we're competing with him in a way for content <laughs> yeah. and views. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have confidence. That I don't we can think beat we'll him. win. Yeah. No, I don't think we'll win. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so might as well not spend the money, right? Yes. Uh, Crockpot said double lift and Bjergsen, not as washed as we thought. However, if we pick aggro mid like Silas and expect him to do anything on that, we will lose. And then he says, tenacity is himothy. And the fact that he kept up with fudge until Cassante Cassante yeah. Is a very promising sign as as for closer as long as it's not Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> Although even Sejuani in the past, it looked maybe it looked his better. Poppy is crisp. Yeah, so he spent his off season just repping, getting reps in on Poppy and Sejuani. Crockpot generally positive, warm to the team. Yeah, um, as I think are we. I think this is isn't it isn't it funny that here's hundred talk at the beginning of a split saying. We got to give these guys some time. Um, <laughs> speaking of, Tatted Sparrow says Spring Split is going to be very underwhelming. Bot lane might be our worst area too. So I'm That's not sure I agree with the bot lane away. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you think about it on paper, it's like, well, Closer's, you know, routinely a top jungle. Bjergsen is Bjergsen. So it, it, it does set a high standard for bot lane, I guess. Uh, but it is tenacity in the top lane, and we expect that to be a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looked good in lane. Yeah. I mean, we did have insanely strong picks, so let's see maybe if we don't have such dominant picks in the bot lane, if we're still able to either keep pace or even get a lead. Right. So something to keep an eye on there. Um, we really didn't talk about <laughs> Bjergsen at all. And, um, no, I'm okay with that. I think, yeah. you know, I, I don't have concerns right now. I just, I feel like I'm kind of holding till we get to see a little bit more. Okay, yeah, I think this victory looked great, but again, it's immortals. Like, what are you gonna? How much are you gonna, gonna take away from that? All right, so we are going to, we're gonna jump from rapidly back and forth from one take to the next in terms of uh, in terms of outlook. Perfect. <laughs> in terms of opinion, Joel Joelito said, "Scorching take, but <laughs> the org, but the org might quit on this team before the team quits on itself." Ooh, I like that. Opposite take. of every roster we had. I asked him for some more context to this. Yeah. He um, refused. <clears throat> he said yeah, he he said <laughs> no and sent me a middle finger emoji. Um uh, <laughs> or what did you call it? Uh what did you call the emoji earlier? I f- emo Emojicon. Anyway. <laughs> Emojicon. That's right. Emojicon. Thank you. Uh he said in the past the team had the heist, so even in our darkest Ryoma hours, mm. it still felt like the org was supporting our guys. Our last team knew their ceiling, but they stuck together to try and achieve a bit more. Even without as much content, it was still clear an investment was being made. 
since it was one of the pricier rosters. And finally, Papa was always a beacon that at least we have an adult who knows the scene in the room that will be a public-facing figure. So um, <clears throat> he says, now there's a much shorter leash on the team in Oregon general and less obvious support from higher-ups. Content is an L. While the team may not be as pricey, I doubt Double Lift, Closer, and Bjergsen can be considered frugal investments, especially on their next contract. I feel like this team will not get a year two or three renewal like the previous Someday and Golden Guardian Friends iterations unless we overperform. If we stick true to our expected middle-of-the-pack and playoff run team, Org might call it quits and go budget and star rookies academy. Hmm. So <clears throat> the take here is that we may be seeing like the last try, I guess, at like, you know, uh, any sort of like roster investment because it's not looking like it has a ton of support um of course those conclusions are being drawn from the content situation and i do think that it is much more of like a choice like the content thing is much more of a choice and not necessarily indicative of support of the team but at the same time it's like yeah. you do want to show off your wares though <clears throat> as an org and like they're clearly going to do that with the valorant team so I don't think it's entirely off base to say that. Yeah. But that's funny. The, the, the org might quit on this team before the team quits on itself. Yeah, I, I, I like that take. And the thing that I worry about is, actually I thought of it in a different light, which is let's say that we're a 500 team halfway through the split. They could all be still strongly convicted that they've got what it takes, they're on the right track, we've got Unforgiven in the wings. like. At what point do we start seeing things change? We've got Sniper coming up. Like, I, I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest things about this team. We've talked plenty about it, but it's, it's the belief they have in themselves. It's Double If saying that he thinks he's on track to be the best ADC in the league again. Yeah. And, you know, that, that appears to be his genuine sentiment. And he's been honest to say, I'm going to need time to ramp up. I've been away for two years. I got to shake off the rust. Um, so I think there's another angle on this which is at some point does management maybe this is less like the org and more the management but do they start saying nah we're not we're not progressing at the rate we want we're gonna yeah. make some changes i i personally i hope that we don't get to that point in time soon because we've seen that that uh, playbook before and it's rough it it's just rough it, it's it's never <clears throat> as easy as anyone hopes it will be so that would be I'd a almost dark rather days us, ahead. Yeah, I'd almost rather us just kind of like make it through with this roster, even if we're not feeling super optimistic, just to avoid the massive disruption that changing pieces brings. In. Yeah. I just want to read this straight out of chat because it's actually a very funny thought from It's Niction who says, imagine Double If wins Worlds under 100T and there's been no videos. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. The miracle run happens and there's yeah. no content being made about it. And they make they make history for NA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's no record would, of it. That's actually hilarious. Um, <laughs> Sen says, classic Hunter Thieves start. Not worried. However, I expect to lose to FlyQuest, CLG, and low-key TSM because we are not in form yet. We will lose to teams with previous team experience because of team chemistry already established. We have, we have talked about the chemistry advantage, right? About like these guys have played together and you know, I'm not sure it's that big of an advantage. Like 
I think in different ways it manifests itself, but I don't know about you guys, but I never felt like hundred thieves is starting out hot because we have been the same team for three splits in a row. It was like, it actually, no, it, we started out slow like every year. So at least not for us, maybe for some other teams. I mean, C9 look, look good to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but FlyQuest did too. Yeah. You know, and that's a brand new thing. So hard hard to tell. So did um, Team Liquid Honda. Those guys are but I <laughs> but I do think what Sen said about um losing to teams like that, I think I think yes, we're not in form yet and we yeah. shouldn't expect to be soon. So, you know, it's the dads. This is this is our brand. We're just chilling and waiting. Exactly right. We have plenty of time. I think uh, I don't know what the world's format changes are, so I'm, I'm excited to learn more about those at some point. I know that I have time, so I'm not rushing to it. But we got to make worlds, right? Like this is not a situation where we say, "Okay, if they're not, you know, in the finals, both splits, time to blow it up." Like just get to worlds. Well, I asked Sen where he sees us landing at the end of the split, and this is what he says: He said, "Going to playoffs, but losing spring." Then we go to playoffs and win summer. So Sen wow, is high on the long-term trajectory. Summer, nice, Sen. I like that. That's good to hear. Cool. But he's not the boldest of the bold. That, my friend, that honor belongs to Dr. Nolly. Oh, yeah. Now, Dr. Nolly said simply three words. We're winning worlds. Before you write off Dr. Nolly's take... <laughs> This is the man. This is the man who boldly went on Hotline League at the beginning of last year and said, Team Liquid is going to miss playoffs. <laughs> or miss Worlds, sorry. Yeah, miss Worlds. Miss Worlds. And got and laughed right. at Yep. and was right. He like, And not only did he do that, I'm pretty sure in the take, he like predicted the whole trajectory of the season. <laughs> like pretty accurately right so dr nolly's like the reigning prophet like right now like, so nostradamus level yeah dr dr nostradamus no, dr nostradamus <laughs> congratulations dr nostradamus well and thank you congratulations and thank you congratulations uh, to us yes yeah exactly we'll <laughs> happily take this world win for you so that you can maintain your your status jordan do you agree with the take? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> let's look at next week. We got a super week, as we mentioned earlier. First game, game one versus the Dignitas alien heads. Uh, <laughs> Dignitas tied for seventh, aka last, uh, sitting yeah. at 0-2 after losses to good-looking CLG team and a very good-looking FlyQuest team. Mm. So, uh, feel like we know nothing. Do you take us over Dignitas? Yes. And why? Because they're Dignitas. Because they're Dignitas. I love hey, that. Look. Do you remember Dignitas was our final boss for like a yeah, whole year? Yeah, they, they final bossed us in the past. That, that era is gone. They're, they're just the, the most swagless. I will never predict them <laughs> if they've not shown me that I ought to. <laughs> you know? They're, wow. As you as you rightly call, they they might as well sell their naming rights to someone who's willing to give them twenty bucks to call themselves Dignitas Alien Head. That's what I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> uh, 
That's Santorin, you. That person's you, Santorin by the way. and Jensen. Yeah, it is me. Santorin and Jensen on this team. Look, this is what it's starting to feel like to me. And I mean, this is going to be, this is going to sound pretty disrespectful. And I, I want to make it clear that I think Jensen was a very good mid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's beginning, the Jensen and Bjergsen thing is beginning to feel like how Paul Pierce wants to like, repeatedly insert himself into the conversation in the NBA, be like, no, I was so good, bro. I was so good, man. We had LeBron in shambles. It's like, yeah, you, you, you beat him once. You did. Once. Yeah. There was, there was a game or two. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, then he like absolutely puts you in your place and right. you never recovered. So <laughs> it's starting to feel a little bit like that. Like Jensen yeah. is the Paul Pierce of LCS. Um, and that's too bad for him. I don't have anything <laughs> against him. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take us against Dignitas as well. Um, I also think there's some potential for us to see some our, our first top lane uh, win experience with tenacity. Mm-hmm. I think against Armit, who as long as we ban Nar, um, tenacity could toy around a little bit, shake things up. So that's what I'm hoping I hope for. We get blue side. I don't think I have yeah, blue side. Too. Ban Nar, so we pick can, Cassante. Yeah, we can be in the Cassante seat. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so I think we win that one. Game two versus TSM. Uh, TSM, 2-0. and Tied for first place. Talk of the mm. town. Wow. Uh, they Love beat that They beat Immortals after a weird game, and they beat uh-huh. Team Liquid after what was a warm, weird game as well. So hmm. do you believe in the initial TSM hype? Are Man. they going to beat us? That would be sad if they did. Uh, I don't look. I'm gonna put a plug in here. I've been watching my TSM games via Recap Minion on Twitter. If you don't follow him, go follow him. <laughs> Shout out Recap. I gotta Minion. say, Recap Minion, love what you're doing. Uh, I don't have the greatest analytical understanding of TSM based on his videos. He just doesn't. It's not the format for that. Um, so I don't know how good they are actually, man. But I I gotta say this. I don't believe in TSM. Similar to Dignitas, I need to see TSM like put together a string of convincing wins, and then I'll consider it. But right now, they're in my do not pick category. I'm picking us. The thing you didn't mention about TSM. They have solo. Oh, sorry. They have yeah, solo. That's right. They have yeah, solo. Exactly. And I don't know if you've seen <laughs> Solo's hair lately, yeah. but it's going to be impossible to pick them. Here's what's probably going to happen. Given Solo, my relationship to Solo, Solo's relationship to Hundred Thieves players, he's gonna he's gonna like kill Tenacity like four times in lane when yeah, Tenacity dude. like misplays some aggression, and yeah. it's good they're gonna be in the lead, and then we're gonna turn it and win inevitably. That's what I think is mm-hmm. gonna happen. So I also think a win against TSM, starting the Super Week out two zero, and then we get Team Liquid, bottom of the barrel Team Liquid. Oh, but can I say oh, I think Solo two. should. So should consider playing league with either a hockey or lacrosse helmet on because that's the vibe I'm getting from his hair. It's not beautiful enough for hockey. I'll say that. He didn't make the um, all hair team. <laughs> no. no, he didn't. Yeah, is so my my thing is showing Super Week is the the 15 16 17. Oh, is it? Hold on, did I totally goof this? One second, one second, one second. We I have could be Thursday, February 2nd. Oh, look at me skipping ahead a week. I think My you fault. skipped ahead two weeks. My fault. So 
We don't even have to predict that. Two and a weekend go. incoming. Hey, two and a weekend. Sorry about all that Super Week nonsense, everybody. That's just because I'm excited for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Is that this yeah, weekend? I don't know where that came from. No, it's the next week. Okay. Well, it's a good thing we don't it, have to it, pick too, whether to watch the Super Bowl or LCS. Cole, I'm relieved personally. Well, like I said, our podcast is getting flagged for misinformation on this episode. <laughs> Super Week was yeah. one of those. So never mind. We Steady are predicting a two-no weekend. We did. It doesn't happen very often. Steady pointed out in chat that they've already announced the next champion. So it's 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 lost. It's a lost cause. Anyhow, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be balanced. Good. Our um, listeners know us by this point. Can I just say, can I just quickly, in our closing remarks section of this, this show, can sure. I just say, Cole, I feel less hatred and rage about this schedule than i than i thought i might can i can i even go so far as to say i kind of liked having a weekend without a whole bunch of league games maybe this is this is part of the problem they've made it easier for me to not watch league of legends which i don't think is what they're aiming for exactly but that's kind of what i wanted in my life maybe they just knew me better than i knew myself that's exactly the problem it is Mm. it was nice it was a nice weekend (laughs) And that's because I didn't have to watch a bunch of League of Legends. The problem is, we I mean, I, don't, I can't speak for you, but I'm virtually never going to get to watch a game live again. 100 Thieves. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, as long as we're on this schedule, I'm virtually never going to be able to watch one. Um, unless my kids are away for the week or something, right? Like, right. So. Sad. And you've lost your job. Which Perma-Vod would also be a squad. bummer. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. So Perma Vod Squad, but at the same time, kind of felt nice didn't it yeah i had the i had the most relaxing saturday nothing to do other, other than the the, <laughs> the birthday party for my nine-year-old with a bunch of nine-year-old girls running around in my house Super other than relaxing. that time yeah. i was like wow this is kind of nice yeah. i'm kind of checked out yeah feeling like but an adult right now <laughs> what's that cole valorant getting ready to start up don't forget about cdl i did watch the cdl game uh, not I mine, didn't, but I did watch I the VOD last night. I didn't realize there was games this weekend. Sounds like it's That's... time for a COD VOD squad. <laughs> uh, the, the LCS just got me completely checked out. I'm not even an esports fan anymore. I just watched the <laughs> LCS the just gave everybody a vacation. Like, That's yeah, nice. you don't. We don't care about it. So why would you? Yeah. Hey guys, let's. We're gonna let you in on a secret. You don't actually like to watch all these games. <laughs> we know you better than you know yourself. Just pick one or two. How it's do you enough. think we've extracted all your money on skins? Uh, all right. Well, I kind of agree with that take. That's probably the most agreeable take this week. Saturday okay. and Sunday were kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for us tonight. Jordan, my friend. Yeah. It's good to be back. Good to see you. It's been very fun to be back. It's good to see you. Twitch chat. It's good to see you. Podcast listeners. It's good to know that somewhere. You're listening to the pod. Yeah. Thanks for supporting your dads. Rec League on Thursday. We'll see you there. Stick around in our Discord or follow us on Twitter. We'll put a sign-up sheet out on Wednesday. And uh, get ready to have some fun there. And get ready for the non-Super Week 2-0 weekend. It's going to be a really good week. Uh, One more thing. Item of business I forgot. I need to issue a formal apology slash recognition to the flight check boys. <clears throat> um, congratulations on having what is easily the best looking team at the moment. Mm. And I wish you continued success. Hope everything goes well for you. 
I hope that um, your team's investment in players and content is not ill-timed and ill-fated. Um, <laughs> we'll see if that's borne out or not. Mm. But in the meantime, enjoy the ride because you guys are looking like you're in the catbird seat. You know what I'm saying? Yay. And driving the LCS bus right off a cliff. Here we go. <laughs> Someone's going to do it. <laughs> All right. Everybody, we will see you on Thursday. And if not, we will see you the following Monday. We love you and we miss you already.